0: being like the um, Ravenswood winery, you know, Zinfandel or whatever. (laughs) It became like a marketing thing. I was like, what is this medicine wheel? What are you trying to market to me? Uh, But it, it, delicious wines, uh, gross. But it was weird. It was like, I used to be involved with these theater people that were super witchy. They had their own, they were in, they were a coven, and the artistic director of the place was, like, the head witch, and they had meetings, and they burned things. It lends things itself they, to drama. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but we, we did this play where she decided, we were like, she was like, oh, I'm really into writing plays during the rehearsal process, so we did all of this, like, weird, like, witchy stuff, and occult stuff and then the medicine wheel with the shamans and then we like wrote this play as a group and it was weird. (laughs) It was weird. At one point I had to I was the stage manager but I ended up having to do a lot of the props. They had a scene where they were taking homemade baby dolls which I had to make. I had to sew all of these little babies by hand and they were putting them up on a clothesline and she was like drawing in like she was singing some like down by the river to Pray" kind of like song oh, like voodoo yeah and then but they had all these little baby dolls that she was ta- it was it was a weird weird play it was, I was like I'm witches um, but it was fun i mean it was a really it was the witchcraft thing aside that, that actually brought in a lot of the creativity that helped drive the creation but isn't, the occult is like a creation derived, like it's about making things, right?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, there's different reasons. I think most people get into it because they're power hungry. Oh. And uh, that's, power isn't necessarily a bad thing in itself, but you have to learn about the nature of power. So a lot of the people that stick with it, you know, they realize it's it comes down to wisdom. You see this uh, reiterated in a lot of the grimoires, the books on magic. So um I know
0: about those because of the book the movie with the girls and then they have the grimoire and they go to the went store. Oh, the craft. Yeah, the craft. Yeah, that was a that good was a one. Good.
1: Yeah, it was decent.
0: It's a, is that a good representation?
1: Um, it's a sampling, yeah. But I felt like they did a pretty good job. I mean, I'm sure there's some purists who would argue over it, but for a a, a pop movie in the nineties it was decent. Yeah, yeah. It was good.
0: I liked it. Mm. Uh all right, we are uh closing down to it let's switch back to pervert fervor so uh there you go just bring that up then you'll hear it and we'll bring out that there you go and we'll bring out that crazy crazy steve martin crow music uh we've got pervert fervor here playing in the background he uh it's timothy pizza making the beepity-boops the ones and twos. He's also one of the uh, sponsors for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2017, coming up March 1st through 5th. You can buy your tickets right now on mutinyradio.fm, and our tickets are being done through universe.com. we have six weeks away. I am freaking out, and uh, but everything's going to be okay. You guys are all going to promise you're going to listen to Occult Oubliette starting next Tuesday. 10 o'clock with David, and uh it's it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. So we're gonna switch it back out. Same thing. You're gonna double-click on that breaker again, and then just switch three and four. And and that's the biz. Thank you guys for listening to MutinyRadio.fm and for listening to Some Call Me Tim. Today's special guest, Heidi Mueller, taught me a lot about sexuality and repression, and it's funny that David brought it up again too. Uh, hey, go out there and be, be friendly and uh, and try to make something. Maybe go see a comedy show and tell a comedian you like him. And
2: as it- soon as you bring up three and it'll
0: and we'll see you guys next week.
2: Some call me Tim. Depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm gonna guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. What? Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? This is Tucson Metals with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Good,
3: Good evening, there, my friends, here at mutinyradio.even. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. dollars every Friday to 10 p.m., and I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious, but if you can't make it to Mutiny Randy, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. Thank you.
4: Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now.
5: Are
6: you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a pattern?
0: The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S.
8: Rocket Dog Rescue is a Bay Area organization that works to save dogs from death at overcrowded shelters and put them into happy homes. If you're looking to adopt or have some extra cash you feel like donating, go to rocketdogrescue.org. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-D-O-G-R-E-S-C-U-E dot
2: O-R-G.
9: This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
10: We're Alive, a story of survival. Chapter one, it begins. Part one of three.
11: As I recall, the months leading up to when this all began weren't much to remember. My unit returned home earlier that year from our tour in Iraq. I had spent 365 on ground working as military intelligence. Our group came up with those playing cards you saw in the news, the 52 most wanted. I was a hard-charged PFC back then, but that was the first tour. After our third, I was the tired and depressed sergeant. Nothing scared me back then. I didn't fear death or what might be on the other side if today was my last day. That was then, and this is now. I write this, not really for anyone to read, but for my own sanity. Maybe if I go over it again from the beginning, it might make more sense to me. And then again, maybe not. I was 27 at the time, and in my fourth year in college. I started my freshman year in 2001, almost eight years ago now. remember the date as it was burned into my head. May 8th, 2009.
4: Hey, Michael, where are you going?
11: Uh, class.
4: (laughs) Did you study for the quiz today?
11: Uh, No, not really.
4: Neither did I.
11: Yeah, well, all right.
4: Hey, are you going to the Omega Party this weekend? It's going to be so awesome, and I I
12: thought you might want to go with Uh, me.
11: No, don't want to. Thanks, though. Why not? What, is it better to say, oh, okay, maybe, well, another time?
9: Geez, you don't have to be such a jerk about it.
11: I was direct, how's that being a jerk?
13: Once you're done, um, go ahead and put your papers up here and uh, you guys,
7: you guys are free to go. What the hell?
12: Did you hear that?
7: You know, it's probably just the uh, the construction going on next door. Now, please, just- That's not
11: construction. Come on, take your seat.
5: Hey,
13: hey, you know, there's, there's not gonna be any makeups for this quiz if you go.
14: I... I'm serious.
11: I remember seeing everyone gathered around the television. I expected a bombing or maybe even another attack on U.S. soil. Part of me was planning for the worst, but... nothing could have prepared me for what I saw.
15: law enforcement is now responding. Oh my god, they're attacking the police officers. The attackers seem to have no hesitation as What
9: the hell is t- going on? That's only like 20 miles from here. Do you think it's going to reach us?
16: Hello? Michael, it's Lieutenant Angel. Where are you?
11: I'm at school right now. What's going on?
16: We need you to come to the unit right away. Is
11: this about what's on the TV?
16: I'm stuck in traffic, so I have no idea. I've just got a phone call from the commander, and now I'm calling you. How long till you can get here?
11: Um, maybe 30 minutes, but I don't have my uniform.
16: Don't worry about those. We have a couple spare in the unit. Just get there as fast as you can.
11: Alright, I'm on my way. What the hell do you want me to do? He's not moving in front of me either! Can't go anywhere, goddamn!
17: been completely
2: shut down in the area of the riot. Do not attempt taking the 5 freeway as it is stopped due to a massive accident outside Bell in South
11: Los Angeles. Great. Right before my exit. I swear I'm going to rip your ass out of that car. Fine. What the hell is that? The first time I saw him, I froze. Something inside me told me not to move. A group of them moved past my car to the man honking behind me. Their bodies were littered with scars and bruises, and their eyes were glazed over. The news made it sound like these were people gone mad, but the way they moved made me think that these may not be people at all. It seemed almost in slow motion the way they piled onto that honker's car. Within seconds, they shattered the glass and pulled him through the windshield. Like a pack of wild dogs, they tore him apart. I found my feet seconds later and pushed on the pedal as hard as I could, driving onto the grassy medium. The escaping look of mortality on the man's face still haunts me today. up i saw lieutenant angel the tall blonde spoiled kid who just got out of officer school a program tailored to turn men into leaders but i had more command experience in my thumb than he had in his entire body
16: angel where the hell is everyone else i was told they were on their way i keep calling the commander but he's not picking up wait is that his truck no it's just Saul. what the hell happened to you you look pale you didn't see it Weren't you on the 5-2?
18: Can someone please tell me what that was? I came off the 7-10. Those things ran onto the freeway. See that shit? They tore that car apart like a tin can. Poor angry bastard. actually kind of feel sorry for him now. What the hell are you talking about? You have no idea what's going on. No, would somebody please explain to me? You're the one who called us in. Why don't you tell us? No
16: one told me a thing. All they told me was to call my squad and get my ass down here right away. I heard about the rioters on the radio, but why the hell would they run under the freeway? Those were not rioters. They attacked
18: a guy who was honking at me on the freeway. They weren't attacking him. They were eating him. They were what? I wasn't far behind Michael. They were taking big chunks and shoving them in their mouths. What? Why would they They were
11: like animals, and they sure as hell weren't like us anymore. Not with those
16: eyes. Then what were they? Zombies. Come on, Saul. This isn't the time. No joke, Sarge. What if they are? Think about it just for a second. Okay. okay the, the mental hospital is not too far from here. What if what you saw was just a breakout? We were probably brought in just to take them down. Oh,
18: you didn't see them. What the hell do you
16: know? Hey, don't talk to me that way. I'm still an officer, and you're just still a lowly specialist. Hey, hey, easy,
18: Angel. I got this. Saul, come here. Well, how can you say that, She? You know as well as I do that the hospital is like ten miles from here. There's no way they Look, could ever... Hey, 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 I agree. I agree. I don't think so
11: either. I know he's a pain in the ass, and once he sees one of these things, he'll change his mind. But right now, we can't lose our heads. We still have a chain of command, and he is still in charge. I know. I'm sorry, Sarge. Saul was a great soldier. Sure, he always spoke his mind, and it often got him in trouble. If he'd held his tongue, he would have outranked me by now. He came to our unit with the rank of Specialist from Mountain Division. I guess he got tired of the cold weather. We served overseas together and when we got back, he transferred to our unit. And he said something about the California girls calling to him.
16: Still no answer.
11: Well, well, the rest may be stuck in traffic trying to
16: get here. So what do we do? I don't know, let's just wait till they get here.
11: Lieutenant, you think we can get into the arms room and at least get a few rifles in case something happens?
16: We can't. Why not? Look, I, I have the key to the door, but the commander has the combo for the alarms and the key for the arms racks. You know, we're... We'll just wait for the commander. He will know what to do. That one was close. The way I see it, it's better safe than sorry.
11: I say we open the door, clip the locks, and to hell with the alarm. I'll get the bolt cutters from the cage. Wait,
16: I didn't say we were
11: gonna. Look, sir, all due respect, but my instincts are a lot more field tested than your month out
16: of officer candidate school. I'm trying to help you out, and you're not playing ball. You're acting completely drastic. What you're asking me to do could really get us into trouble. You act as if we're at war. Yeah, do you hear that out there? That's exactly what it sounds like to me. You got him. You ready? Yeah, come on, let's open her up. You don't want to wait like five more minutes? The commander could just be around the corner.
18: I court. don't want to wait for that. After.
16: Listen, there's no point in arguing now. Ah!
11: Saul, so, clip the locks on cages 12 and 14. Hurry.
16: Now you're nervous all of a sudden? I just have a feeling, is all. That we're in deep shit? I could have told you that. Ah. How long till the alarm goes off? Two minutes, more or less. Got it. Good, I'll grab your rifle. Just get 14 open. My rifle's number 17. When was the last time you oiled this thing? Just give it to me. 14's open. Load up two magazines. That's it? Yeah, yeah, we'll come back. I don't want to be here and loading
11: magazines if or when someone responds to the alarm. Now you're worried. Head outside. Don't chamber around unless I say so. Got it, Sarge. How long did you say it had? We stood there watching the gate, waiting for someone to show up. After a minute or so, I started to think of what the consequences were for my actions. Did I jump the gun on this one? Would I get punished? Well, my thoughts of guilt and plea bargaining stopped once I heard the rumbling.
16: You hear that? How can you hear anything over that alarm? It's getting closer. Come on, stop pulling. Uh, guys,
18: they're coming! Ah, shoot the ones dragging down the barbed wire. I'm trying, damn it! Wait, right. there's too many. Ah. They're on fire! It's just not stopping. Michael, aim for Help. the head.
11: Somebody. Come on, Angel, what the hell are you doing? It's jammed! Yeah, no shit. They're over the fence. The- Get inside.
2: Where? The vault. Move it. Saul, what did you do? Saul, help with the
17: door. We gotta go! Right. Ah.
11: Angel, give me your rifle. Let go, just let go of it. I'm gonna fix it, alright? Alright! Hey, hey, look at me. I want you to take a deep breath and have a seat.
18: How the hell are there so many? So fast? Those are what you saw on the freeway? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but there were only like seven of them. That was like a hundred. How the hell are we gonna get out of here? Take it easy, Saul. There's no need to get worked up. What do you mean, no need? What are we gonna do? Oh shit. Oh shit. I gotta call my girl. Tell her that...
16: I'm surprised it's even working in here. Here. Let me try.
11: The lines are flooded right now. Why don't you just take a seat and have a breather?
18: I knew getting into the vault was a mistake. You wouldn't listen. I'm the officer here. Uh, fuck you, sir. Okay, if Michael hadn't, you wouldn't be here right now. I'd love to see you try and open the door while those things are chasing you down. I saw how fast you were with your rifle. You about shit your pants. Don't you get it?
16: They came because we opened it. They heard the alarm. We don't know that for sure. Maybe they just followed the road or, or maybe... Think about it. You said they attacked the guy in the car behind you because he
18: was honking. They must be attracted to loud sound. <laughs> so, you can understand them all of a sudden, huh? Well, maybe now you can step outside, you know, talk to them and sort some of this shit out. Maybe you can just hey, shut up hey, that's that... enough. Hey,
11: it's, it's enough, Saul. He's right. He's what? No, no. It makes perfect sense. Why else would they come in here in such numbers and directly here? I caused them to come.
16: You were right too, if that makes any difference. How so? One of those things that came over the fence. I swear one of them looked like the commander. Serious? No one else was coming. Well,
11: no matter what we did, the longer we waited, the less time we would have had to prepare.
18: Prepare? Prepare for what?
11: Angel, how long until the alarm shuts off?
16: I'm not sure exactly. Uh, An hour, I think. Why? Once it goes silent, they should go away. And then we can get the hell out of Dodge. All right, but then what? We don't even know what they are. I told you, man. They're zombies. You know what, Specialist, I... Hey, hey, easy.
11: Both of you. He may be right. Maybe not exactly zombies, but there are similarities. No, not you, too. Hey, military intelligence is my job. It's what I'm good at. You know, I've I've encountered different tribes on my deployment, and the key to managing these situations is to know who you're dealing with. Military intelligence? (laughs) I am the
18: one who figured out about the sound thing. Yeah, well, none of that matters now. What else do we know? We know they go after people. They sure as hell aren't no slow-moving zombies either. So they're quicker than us. Got some strength, too. The way they were bending the bars. Wonderful. Headshots seem to drop them like stones.
16: Is that all we know? Yeah, well, The rest would just be assumptions based on what we've seen in movies. I still don't believe this. Are you listening to what you're saying? Zombies? I mean the dead, rising, who said they were dead. Whatever. What would you have me do? We're dealing with something we've never come close to experiencing before. All I'm trying to do is reason some way through this, something they aren't able to do. Now who's being presumptuous? How can you be sure that they can't reason? Because we left the key in the door.
11: All right, if we're going to make it through this, and I have every intention of doing so, we're going to have to stick together and use our heads. Whoa.
16: That was no hour. Well, I said I think. No one has ever
18: set off the alarm before.
16: So, look at the people. They're leaving?
18: Um, no. I don't think so.
11: Maybe it'll just take some time.
18: You sure they can't hear us?
11: Not a chance. The door is about a foot thick and the walls are solid concrete.
16: Give it time. They... they could move on. All right, well,
18: say they clear out enough for us to get through, where do we go? We couldn't just stay here and defend this place?
11: No, they're able to climb over the walls and come from any direction around the base. Not to mention every building has like four or five entrances, there's only three of us.
18: You need some place
16: like a prison. Good idea, but not the best place for living. Well, we would be able to contain the area pretty easily. I could probably get by in a cell. I know you could, too. This isn't just about us.
11: It's not? Look, there are a lot of people out there who are where we are now. Locking themselves in some safe place. Waiting things out. Hoping that someone is going to come rescue them. Like the army. But we know that's not going to happen. At least not with our unit. There are no active military stations around here. And there's a lot of people out there that need our help. Don't you feel a little responsible to them?
18: Nope. Not at all. Nah, just kidding. My girlfriend's apartment building. See, now, ha, he's got the right idea. Go out with a
16: bang. That's not what I... Michael, it's perfect. One main lobby with a small stairwell. We could turn off the elevators. That gives us a very small area to contain as the entrance. We could manage it with three people. Best of all, the parking garage has a security gate that we can seal off from anyone getting in.
11: That could work plenty of space for any other survivors, not to mention the amount of supplies throughout the building.
16: Given that we could make it there in one piece. It's not too far from here. It'll work. Depending on how long we're going to hold up, it would last us. This could just be a, a local epidemic. No, given
18: the rate of growth, I highly doubt it. How do you expect to make it to the building? Like the roads are probably jammed with broken down cars and God knows what else. We'll take one of the Humvees. You won't get too far with the steering wheels chained and locked you only be able to turn like halfway. Then clip the lock with the bolt cutters! <laughs> so we run out of here, fight through zombies that are... Let me check. Yup, still outside the door, carrying ammo, rifles, and bolt cutters all the way to the motor pool, being chased by the things that we know are faster and stronger than us, and want to eat us?
11: Yep, yeah, sounds about right.
18: Hey, as long as I get the saw, I'm in. It's fine.
11: We'll need an automatic weapon anyway. Angel and I can carry an extra rifle, but any more would really slow us down.
18: Here, put these on. Do we really need to wear uniforms?
16: You wear this, and people will know who you are and won't think twice about coming with you. There's a lot that this uniform represents that we will need out there. Hey, he's right, Saul. Come on, let's put him on. All right. We can do this.
10: To find out more or become a sponsor, visit www.thezombiepodcast.com or free on the iTunes store, keyword, We're Alive. Starring Jim Gleason, Nate G's, Shane Salk. Featuring Michael Swan. Written and directed by Casey Wayland. Associate Producer Jason Scott. Print Editor Blythe Hill. Composers... Katie Whelan, and Ron Gallagher. Producer, Shane Salk, Casey Wayland. This has been a Wayland production.
19: Each
12: year, thousands of animals are abandoned and must be euthanized throughout Northern California due to lack of shelter space from pet overpopulation. Since 1993, Hopalong and Second Chance Animal Rescue has rescued, fostered, spayed, neutered, and placed thousands of companion animals. In the last 17 years, we have found homes for over 17,000 homeless and ill animals. Each story is different and many are heartbreaking, but in every case there is a common thread. An animal that deserves a second chance at life and a permanent loving home. For more information, please go to www.hopalong.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
10: We're Alive, a story of survival. Chapter 1, It Begins. Part 2 of 3.
18: How does it look out there? I don't see any.
16: Maybe they left. Don't take any chances. Go slow and quiet. You ready? Let's do it.
11: The moment we opened the door, the world felt different. There was no one in sight, but we could feel they were close.
18: Clear. Head
16: around back to the motor pool. Angel, there's one look. It's the commander. What is he doing?
18: He's just standing there. Like he's information.
11: Weird. Hey, come on! Motor pool's just around the corner. Take it slow.
2: Move!
7: Saul, you're driving. Clip the lock. Start it. I can't. I have to warm the blow plug. Fuck, I forgot about that. What is that? Come on. Come on. Oh, oh, shit.
8: Feel the hat. Get can. Got it. Hold on.
18: have to run over the commander? Um, he was in the way. You swore to hit him! All, so stop fucking around and get us out the gate!
16: Turn left from Vandini and then keep heading west!
11: None of us would say it, but we feared what we might find outside the gate. For the first time in a long time, I was afraid. Not for what might happen to me, but what happened to the world with three men lost in the land of confusion. Keep your eyes peeled for any survivors. We can fit around four or five more in here if we pile up a bit. I if finding this It's place. It's a ghost
16: town. How fast do you think it spreads? Too fast for anyone to be able to do anything about it. Just keep your eyes peeled. you have family out here? Uh,
11: yeah, kind of. My, my parents live in Northern California, outside San Luis Obispo. You? It's
16: just my girlfriend and I. Yeah, you know, I'm sure your parents are all right. You know, the less probably Yeah, populated. I'd rather not talk
11: about
18: it right now. My mom lives outside Anaheim. That's great. Angel, did you try your cell phone again? Busy still, but I'm gonna Stop keep... the car! What is it?
16: Look, up there, the roof of the flower shop. Angel, get in the turret. Saul, keep the engine running.
9: Come here.
11: How many up there?
9: Just two.
11: We'll get down here as fast as you can.
16: Aw, oh, shit. Got him. Hurry up, there's more coming. Pull the Humvee closer.
2: Jump onto the roof.
19: Angel! Come on, pigs. I can't. It's only like Hurry. seven feet. It's not hard. Got it. I'll catch you. Come on. Now.
16: There are too many of them. Michael, we have to leave her.
19: Come on. All right.
16: Climb through the hatch.
19: You're crushing me.
16: Just hold on. we clear. Where do I go from here? Left at the light. Just keep going straight for a couple miles until you hit harbor.
9: Thanks for picking us up.
16: Yeah, no problem.
9: Where are the rest of you? This is it. You're it? No, where are the others, you know, army people?
11: We were the only ones to show up. Everything happened too fast. No one could have prepared for this.
9: Where is everyone else?
16: For all we know, we could have just been shooting at them.
19: Where are we going?
16: We're heading to an apartment building that we can hole up in for a while.
9: Is that gonna be safe?
16: We'll make it safe. Once we have it locked down, we can go out and look for survivors.
19: What happens after that?
16: Not sure, one step at a time.
19: Pegs and I were on the roof for a while. I didn't think anyone was going to come. Who's Pegs? That would be me.
18: Oh, um, hi Pegs, I'm Saul. And that's uh, Angel and Michael.
19: Riley, nice to meet all of you. Where are you all from? I
18: don't mean to be rude. I know
19: you're
11: trying to be polite, but you will have much more time later on to fill each other in on the details. Right now, we need to focus on what's going on.
19: Totally. You do your thing.
11: We sped through what was left of downtown. Small fires were all over the place and abandoned cars littered the road. We never saw anyone else. I had to keep my eyes on the road, but they kept wandering back to Peg. Her chocolate-brown hair and her dark eyes seemed to draw me to her. She looked to be in her early 20s. Unlike Pegs, Riley gave off a very confident vibe. She was fit and strong, maybe somewhere in her 30s. I knew army girls who weren't as put together as she was.
16: Do either of you know
18: how to use a rifle, any type of handgun?
19: I'm a pro archer.
18: Like Robin Hood? The bow and arrow? Yeah, that. Okay,
16: well, that doesn't really help us. What about you?
19: I've never shot a weapon before. Well, I've shot a gun, but I just don't remember how.
16: Here, we have two Berettas. They're handguns. They're really easy to use. All you need to do is flip these switches from safe to fire. See that red dot there? If you see that, the safety is off. If we get into a really bad situation, you use it. Otherwise, let us be the first to fire.
19: I can do that. No thanks. What do you mean, no
9: thanks? I mean, I don't need one.
16: Oh, you mean you don't feel comfortable with it? Well, once we get some downtime, I'll, I'll help train you. Or I could. Angel here's
11: an officer and he doesn't like to get his hands dirty. No, really, I wouldn't mind.
9: No, no, it's not that I... I just don't agree with weapons.
16: Wait, you what?
19: I just don't want to.
11: All right, I'm not gonna push. Riley, you okay with it?
19: Hell, if you hadn't given me a weapon, I probably would have stolen one.
11: Fair enough. So how do you two know each other? I thought we were going to say it small talk. I can pay attention to more than one thing at a time.
19: Oh, we don't really know each other. Well, not until today. I work as a chef near the farmer's market. Bex here works, well, worked at the flower shop you picked us up at. Riley found me in the commotion. and We climbed up to the
9: roof. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, Riley.
19: Everyone else wasn't so lucky. If we had waited only a few more seconds, we would have rounded the corner right into them.
16: What happened?
19: It all happened so fast. The people that were attacked first got it the worst. They just... collided. Blood went everywhere. Then the ones that were sprayed on started to attack others as well.
11: So they turned into them from the blood?
19: I don't know. Not everyone did, I don't think. Only a few. It was hard to tell who was attacking who. They all looked the same. Within a few minutes though, it was clear who was who, and they weren't any of us anymore. Until you showed up, I figured it wouldn't be much longer before they found us, and we'd end up joining them.
11: Look, I know it's difficult right now, but the details are important. How long did it take for the people to turn into them?
19: A few minutes, I guess. It depended on how close they were. There were some that tried to run away, but they were chased down. That's so fast.
18: Oh, well, we already knew
11: that. We're almost there. Look, once we get inside and we make it safe, I need you to tell me every detail, even if it seems obvious or irrelevant, okay? You two, Pegs. All right. The more we know about what we're dealing with, the better chance we have of surviving and not becoming one of those things.
19: All right.
16: Pull around to the side, down that ramp. We'll secure it from the ground floor, starting with the parking garage.
18: Going there.
11: Kill the engine.
18: Should I shut the security gate? What do you think,
11: Michael? Yeah, do it. The Hummer can get through it if we needed to. Looks clear. It does, but we have to make sure. Uh sweep across the back row of cars. If we miss one of these things, the whole tower could fall. Check in and under the cars.
19: Hey, we've got something over here. What is it? It looks like they got him when he was trying to get in his car. You breathing? I don't see how he can. Oh, God.
16: Saul, you know what to do. Got it.
11: Pegs, Riley, come over here by me.
19: What is he doing?
11: Well, unless we have to, we don't want to shoot anything down here. The sound could echo out of the building and bring more of them here.
19: So he's going to... He's going to
11: make sure he doesn't get back up. And we only know one method of making sure.
9: I think I'm going to be sick.
18: Hey, make sure you don't get any blood on you. I didn't. Cut through pretty easily. I was already halfway through before I even started on his neck.
11: Well, leave your knife here. We don't know exactly how it spreads. Let's head up towards the lobby. worried that the new additions might complicate the plan, but they followed my lead and stuck close by, never getting in the way. The lobby wasn't as secure as I would have hoped. Sunlight was streaming through the many windows and glass panes. I was pretty sure anything could get in here if it really wanted to. Clear. Saul, I need you to find something to lock or barricade the main entrance door.
18: I saw some chains in the Hummer, and I think there's a spare lock in the toolbox. Yeah, do it. Riley, you go with him? Man, it's all right. We were just down there. Until we've cleared this entire building, no one is to be alone. Ever. Got it? Yeah. Come on, girl. You got my back. Just don't shoot it.
11: Angel, I'll cover the front. Check the elevators. Why don't I watch the front and you check them? I just need to know if they're working. Fine. I'll do it.
18: Out of order? Someone's inside there. See what I tell you. Not to know what... What? What is it? Angel,
11: secure the front door. Saul, give me a number. I'm going to pry open the doors. You had me leave it downstairs. I know you didn't. Now hand it over. I cleaned it off. It's fine. Listen, you made yourself a guinea pig by not listening to me. We wanted to avoid any contact with that blood. Don't let it happen again.
16: Front door secure.
11: All right. I'll open it. You two be ready to fire. On three. One, two,
17: three!
10: To find out more or become a sponsor, visit www.thezombiepodcast.com or free on the iTunes store, keyword, We're Alive. Starring Jim Gleason. Nate Gies, Shane Salk, Claire Doden, Elisa Elliott, featuring Michael Swan. Written and directed by Casey Weyland, associate producer Jason Scott, print editor Blythe Hill, composers Katie Whalen and Ron Gallagher. Producer Shane Salk, Casey Whalen. This has been a Wayland production. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to grow your current business? Women's Initiative in San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business or for more information, please contact Sophia Campos at 415-641-3465. That's 415-641-3465.
4: This public service announcement is brought
0: to
9: you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
10: Alive, a story of survival. Chapter One, It Begins. Part Three of Three.
11: All right, I'll open it. You two be ready to fire on three. One, Two. Three.
20: Oh, oh, shit. Oh, man. Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Who the hell are you? I'm Datu, the maintenance guy for the building. Oh, oh, thank God you're here. What were you doing in there? I was coming down when the power went out. Oh, thank God you found me. You work here? Well, I live here, too. Where... Where are the rest of you? This is it. Where, where are your things and shit? Uh, I mean, you are the U.S. Army, right?
11: We are in the Army, but like I said, this is it.
20: Uh, well, whatever I'm just glad you're here wait where are we going?
18: upstairs
20: uh, I don't think there's anyone else up there but most everyone in the building was at work and those who were here left word has it there is an evacuation site a few miles from here
9: oh thank god
16: evac site? where? off of 4th street and Bandini we drove by that intersection there's no one there
20: no one? no one at all?
18: I would have remembered seeing something.
20: Oh, no. I've worked in this building for five years. You don't know how many of those people I knew. The ones that left.
16: Some of them had children. I watched them grow up over the years. I didn't say they died. I just said they weren't there. Maybe there was an evacuation. Maybe
18: they got out. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe they didn't. At ease.
20: Still, there's no reason to go upstairs. We can get going, right? Staying here. you what? But there's nothing here. Exactly. I can't. I, I just can't. Take these chains off. Let me out.
16: May, maybe they're coming back. Sir, you're not listening to us.
19: Riley, wait. I got this. Let me out. Look, Datu. You may think it could be better out there, but it's not. We've been out there, we know. Your building is much safer. And we have these soldiers here to help us. They already saved Pegs and me, and they can save lots more too. But we can't do it without your help. We need to make sure this place is safe before we bring them back here. Why do you need me? We need to make sure it's safe here. That means going from room to room making sure. You have the keys, don't you? And you know what key opens what door. And every place that someone or something might be hiding in this building. We need your help.
20: Yeah. I guess you do.
19: Those men, they're trained for this sort of thing. They'll protect us. So why not help them? The less time in here, the more lives they could save out there.
20: Okay, okay. I'll help. Come on, this way.
18: Whoa, whoa. Why don't you just point which way, and I'll go first. This is the stairwell. Here. You sure the other elevator is clear? Yeah, I think so. We have to make
16: certain. What floor is it on? Top
20: floor. See, the hour's pointing to the number 15. There are only 15 floors? Well, 14, but there, there's no number 13. Think you can do anything about the power? Oh, We still have power. Something just blew out the breaker. So where do we turn it back on? It's in the maintenance room in the basement, but that's not the problem. Then what is? Something blew out the main, which means it is something big. If I flip it back on, it could start a fire.
11: Yeah, that would definitely be a problem.
20: I have some flashlights in the apartment on the second floor. Once we find what blew it, I can flip it back on. Come on, let's go. Do I know you?
16: Nah, you must be mistaken.
9: What about Riley?
16: We'll be up in a
11: sec. Hey, Riley. Thanks for talking to Datu.
19: No problem, we needed him. We're all on the same team now, right?
11: I guess. Thanks, though. I don't think he would listen to me.
19: (laughs) Well, you work as long as I have in the restaurant biz, you have to deal with a lot of people that don't like your food.
11: You were a bad cook?
19: I was great! (laughs) You just can't please everyone.
11: No, you can't. The first few floors reminded me of my time overseas, going from room to room in near total darkness. You didn't know it was behind every door, and every step could be your last.
10: Clear.
11: The place was empty. Some rooms had clothes strewn about, like they'd scrambled to leave in a hurry. The pictures of the people on the walls haunted me as I walked past them. I kept a close eye on Angel. He never told us what apartment his girlfriend lived in, but I knew from his reaction on the third floor that we had found it.
18: This door is open.
11: Careful.
16: Contact, down the hall! Cease fire, he's down! You know this guy?
20: That was Mr. Lord. Good man. Well, was.
16: We have something in here. Okay. Um, uh, be careful. You okay, Angel? Yeah. I'm, I'm
18: fine. Come on. Living room clear. Check the bedroom. We've got a live one. Looks
11: like her legs are broken. Don't get too close. Why not? Ma'am, I know you are hurt, but can you hear us? She's crawling towards us. She's turned, shoot her. No, wait, please, just wait. Angel, she's one of them, look at her. I know, I, I see it. It's her, isn't it? It's Cindy. We don't have much of a choice on this one. What do you want us to do?
18: This bitch is getting closer to me, can I shoot
11: her? Don't call her that. Angel, Angel, we have to do this, but I need you to make the call. Do it. Saul, <laughs> so, wait outside with the others. Got it. You made the only choice you had, and you know it. I know. Once we get things calmed down a bit, I'll help you find a place and we can bury her. Thanks, Michael. But right now we can't do that. We need to continue going through this place. I need to know you're okay to do that. I am. Yeah. You sure? I can't have any hesitation.
16: I'm on it, Michael.
11: All right.
9: Is he okay? What happened in there? He'll be
11: fine. He'll be fine. We found one, but we took care of it.
20: Was it Cindy? Oh, Man, she was a really nice leader. Angel, what the hell?
18: Come on, Michael.
11: Look, I lost people I love as well and you don't see me breaking down right now. We cannot do this right now. Have a heart.
18: This was like a few feet in front of him.
9: What the hell is wrong with you, Michael? We all lost people today, Angel. It's okay, we're not alone.
11: Michael, where you going? If he gets a moment, I get one, too. Come on, where are you? I know you had them in here. I could smell them. Shit. Oh, here we go. Where the fuck did you put your lighter? Need a light? Thanks, Riley. You know you shouldn't sneak up on me like that? <laughs> here, you want one? Thanks. I quit this a long time ago. Gave it up when I was overseas. I guess I made it long enough.
19: Yeah, me too. Stopped because it was bad for my health. That's the least of my concerns now, right?
11: You know, I'll be all right on my own. Uh, Saul may need backup, but uh, I sure as hell don't. You don't have to be in here right now.
19: I didn't have to jump onto the back of your Humvee either, but it's a choice I made.
11: Why don't you go and try and console Angel? Work some of that magic like he did in Datu.
19: I'm where I should be. What does that mean? You may have them fooled, but not me.
11: Oh, and how's that?
19: You're hurting right now, but for different reasons.
11: But because we had to shoot Angel's girlfriend? Well, yeah, I feel bad about it, but it was the right thing to do.
19: No, I mean about the losing loved ones today. The thought never crossed your mind until now, did it?
11: Oh, yeah, it did. It bothered me all day. I don't
19: think so. Look, it's all right to talk about it. You don't have anyone, do you?
11: Well, maybe I do and maybe I don't. What does it matter?
19: You look pretty young. Where are your parents?
11: God, we're smoking a cigarette, not having drinks. I ain't about to give you my life story already. Look,
19: I don't know you very well, but we need to look after each other. I can see when someone's in pain. I just don't want whatever it is to get to you.
11: And how would that happen?
19: Something back there hurt you as much as Angel is hurting, and you're not letting it out. And until you do, it will continue to eat you away. You
11: know, it may be cute to think you hold some kind of inspired wisdom that can cure all wounds, but you don't know anything about me. And no quick fix flirtation is going to heal any open wound. (laughs) Hey, hey, can you tell me what's so funny? You know, you make it really hard to keep a straight
17: face.
19: No, it's not that, it's just... (laughs) Flirtatious? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> You're not my type. I'm flattered though. <laughs>
11: <laughs> you know you have an infectious laugh? Anyone ever to tell you that?
19: Yeah, a few times.
11: <laughs> well, it made me feel better than all the squabbling you were doing before that.
18: What's wrong? I thought I heard something screaming here. Uh, no, that would have been Riley's laugh. Oh. Alright. Well, anyway. Angel's on his feet, and looking for you. All right, you heard the man. Let's move out.
19: Michael, don't forget what I said, all right?
11: Yeah, whatever.
18: Uh, how many floors we got to go? Eleven more, it's all. Holy shit, eleven? Oh, this is going
11: to take forever. Especially now that Riley has worn them in their own language. They probably understood all that shit.
9: What? I like her laugh.
11: Oh, shit. You smell that?
19: Oh, I do now. Ugh.
11: Something's burning. Datu, you have an
18: extinguisher? It's done the hall, but I don't see any smoke.
19: Oh, whatever it
9: is, it's awful.
18: Hey, Michael? Remember Suicide Gate? Why would you bring that up now? Smell familiar? Uh, a little bit. Why? Just a hunch. Follow me. Stay close together. Here. Through this door. Just a second. Oh God, yup, I knew it. What,
19: I don't see anything.
18: Michael, why don't you, me, and dad too take this one? Angel, you watch the hall with Raleigh and Pegs? Holy. Well, that's one way to go.
11: Smells just like suicide gate.
18: Yep. you got it. What happened there?
11: There was a gate outside one of the green zones that was constantly hit by car bombs. When it torched the bodies in the surrounding cars, the smell stayed in the area long after.
18: Yeah, look at this. It must have been standing in the bathwater when he reached up and grabbed it. It Must have flown like four feet.
11: What happened to just using a blow dryer or a toaster?
18: The circuit would have just popped. I guess he didn't want to do it wrong. Look at this. He ripped the entire strand of wires out of the wall. Bit overkill.
11: No pun intended
18: can you shut the power off to this room so you
11: can get it back on for the rest of the building? Of course. Saul, so go with him downstairs. We'll wait for you. What was it? Oh, someone chose an alternative to survival.
19: Oh, how?
11: Well, let's just say you don't want this room.
19: Or this floor, for that matter. Whew.
16: Well, I think it's safe to say that I'll be staying on the top floor. The further from the ground, the better.
11: I'm sure you'll think differently after 14 flights of steps. Oh, yeah, no elevator. Not unless you want to risk getting stuck.
19: Well, I don't know about you, but I really like that apartment on the second floor with the nice TV and the classic modern sofa.
9: I thought that one was nice, too. I'll stay with you there.
19: Uh, really, you don't have to. There are a lot of others to choose from.
11: You're already making stakes in the rooms?
9: Well, why not? I mean, it is our building now.
11: That's one way of looking at it.
16: You know, I liked the one... what was it, 2B? The one with the nice leather couch and the king-size bed?
11: See? Told you this place was a better idea than the prison.
9: Oh,
16: nice.
11: Now, just because the lights are on and this place feels a lot safer, don't get complacent on me. What's that mean? Don't let your guard down.
9: I'm not doing much, so all right. I'm kind of worthless now, aren't I?
11: Well, maybe you're not able to do something right now, but, uh... Once this place is secure, I'm sure you'll be useful. What'd you do outside? Like, for your job?
9: I was a florist.
11: Okay. Um... Well, I guess you could, uh...
16: Angel? got me there. I don't know.
19: Oh, come on, guys. I thought you had thought this one through.
16: We did. Mostly. I mean, we're here, aren't we?
19: Look, Pegs. Once this place is up and running, we're going to need food. And not just what hasn't expired in people's cupboards. Yeah,
11: there, there, there there you go. You could make a garden on the roof. We're going to need fruit, vegetables, spices. Sure,
19: take my idea. What
9: are you talking about? It's okay to claim a nice place to sleep for a few nights, but you want me to start a garden? How long are we planning on staying here? I'm sure someone will come for us. This will be over in a few days.
11: It might and it might not. I'd rather
16: plan for long term and be rescued tomorrow. Riley brings up a good point, Michael. But we need to do more than just planting food. We're going to need to get organized. The more people that we can help and have hide out here, the more important it is that they each pull their own weight.
19: Everyone would be more than willing to. I mean, Pegs and I would do damn near anything for you after you picked us up. Uh, wait, <laughs> I just made us sound like prostitutes. <laughs>
11: well, I thought that was implied.
19: Oh, come on. That's not even funny.
18: <laughs> Power's back on.
19: That's
18: right. Everything's all good. All right, let's get
11: moving. After our first day in the tower, my legs ached like no time before. We couldn't stop and rest before the building was empty and clear. We found a few more of those things here and there, but no survivors. Each flight of steps made my shin splint and my back ache. I think that first day was the longest for me. By the time we reached the last floor, I thought I was prepared for everything. I was wrong.
10: To find out more or become a sponsor, visit www.thezombiepodcast.com or free on the iTunes store, keyword, We're Alive. Starring Jim Gleason. Nate G's, Shane Salk, Claire Doden, Elisa Elliott, J Oligario, featuring Michael Swan. Written and directed by Casey Wayland. Associate producer Jason Scott. Print editor Blythe Hill. Composers Katie Wayland and Ron Gallagher. Producer Shane Salk, Casey Wayland. This has been a Wayland production.
2: Hi, this is Eddie Winters, and you're listening to Mute D Radio, the same great station with a great new name. Wow, cool. What's cool? The new name? What? I thought the radio was talking to me. That's weird. What was weird? This. I'm talking to a podcast. That's impossible. Not really. This is Mute D Radio. If you're listening, we're listening to Cool Beauty Radio. The evolution has begun.
21: Joshua? Joshua, put off that noise, Vincent! Joshua! Joshua, do you hear me?
13: Yes, Dad.
21: Don't yes, Dad, me in that tone, man. I told you to turn this stuff off. You're blasting the whole neighborhood. It's about universal love and harmony, Dad. Isn't that what you want? Not when it shakes the roof loose. Now, I don't want to hear that again or you'll lose your car privileges. Understood? All right. All right. Mom wanted me to pick up some stuff at the store anyway. I'll be back in an hour. You can get there and back in 20 minutes. What's this hour stuff?
13: If you must know, I was going to stop at the library too.
21: Just see that you're home in time for dinner, young man. Yes, father.
22: Morning, Doctor. Good morning. Sleep well? I guess. What are you up to? Ever since my run-in with the Xylons, this old console has needed to be repaired. The Xylons? Oh, before your time. Or after. Can't quite recall.
8: As long as it's one of those two. Right, Doctor?
22: Quite right. You catch on fast, for a human.
8: I don't know whether I should thank you
22: or. Just thank me and save yourself the trouble of coming up with a different response. Thank you. Seems like I'm always working on this old thing. Could you hand me my sonic screwdriver? Um... Sonic Screwdriver, the long cylindrical object with a circular top. This? Don't be ridiculous. That's the Naption Spanner. If I wanted a Naption Spanner, I would have asked for one. Really? What do they teach you in these Earth schools of yours anyways? I'll have you know that I carried A-levels in Astronomical Studies. Really? That's very good. Then where is this? Pardon? In space. Look at the scanner and tell me what section of space this image is of. Zeta Omicron? You just made that up. Actually. That's exactly right. The Zeta Omicron star system.
8: Really? I really did make that up. What was that? Nothing important.
22: See, sector 3004 by 007. Eleven planets. Three of them are habitable. But only one is. It's actually quite a nice little planet. Is that where we're going? I hadn't planned on it. I suppose we can stop by for a look. Sounds good to me. What's that? Collision alarm! We're about to hit something! In space? There are quite a lot of objects in space, Mark, large and small. Unfortunately, no two objects can occupy the same space and time as we're about to find out. Hold on! There. Safe and sound.
8: Wish I could say the same for my launch.
22: Why don't we concern ourselves with the more important question which you have so patently missed? That being, what was it we almost hit? You said there were a lot of objects in space. I don't just park the TARDIS anywhere, you know. I do try to stay out of traffic lanes. There shouldn't have been anything there. Maybe your figures were off? My figures are never off. It seems that a rogue comet has collided with a very large, very nasty asteroid. And that piece we narrowly avoided is heading for Earth? Earth? The angle of its trajectory will render it undetected until it's too late. It doesn't look very big. Is it really that dangerous? It's the size of a small island, and yes, that would make it very dangerous. But I don't recall an asteroid striking the Earth in the early 70s. Curious.
8: The Earth is about to be wiped out, and you find that curious?
22: What are we going to do? Investigate, my good man. By the time we get there, it'll just be passing Mars. If we're lucky, we'll find an Earth-based astronomer who can spot it before it's occulted by the Earth's moon. And then what? That's a good question. I don't suppose you'd have a good answer. No. Me neither. We'll have to work on it on the way.
8: That doesn't exactly inspire confidence, Doctor.
22: Really? It was meant to. Better buck up. We'll be landing soon.
14: Joshua, my dear boy, how are you this fine day? Just fine,
13: Mr. Jackson. I'm just here to get a few things for Saturday's meeting. Got any more pine incense?
14: Cone or stick? Stick, thanks. It just so happens I do. And I got something else I think you might be interested in. Come here, I'll show it to you. What'd you think? What is it? It's a meteor chunk that fell, oh, several months ago, landed in my clearing. Gave most of it to the museum, but I kept this bit. Isn't it a beauty? I've been making necklaces out of these crystal bits here. Groovy. Can I see it? Sure. Kind of glows, huh? Yeah, this would be perfect. How many do you have? Why, ten so far, but I could make some more. Say, a pound each? You got a deal. I want ten more by Saturday. One for everybody. Throw in 20 pence per necklace for labor. Done. Thank you, Mr. Jackson. Hey, are you gonna pay for those? Oh, yes. Sorry. A ten-pounder ought to do it. Here you are. And keep the change. Think of it as a down payment. All righty. Tell your mother I said hello.
13: Oh, I will, Mr. Jackson. Bye.
14: Hmm. Weird, kid. Incense? Crystals? Transcendental meditation? Hooey. Ah, take in that sweet country
22: air. Where are we? Doveshire, April 21st, 1974. Is that what I think it is? An astronomer's bungalow. The sky is just right for tracking stray asteroids, if you know where and how to look. Fortunately, we do. Hmm. Still a bit early. Only 2am. Still, it's a nice spring night. New moon, Jupiter is there, Mars there. The asteroid should be right about there. Come on.
5: I'm coming, I'm coming. Uh, Professor Sanderson, uh, is that you?
22: No, actually, I'm the doctor, and this is my assistant, Mark Newman. Newman? No,
5: don't know you. You're supposed to be Sanderson from the museum.
22: Come back tomorrow and make an appointment. I'm afraid we don't have that long to wait. We have some very important information. Earth-shattering. To put it in its mildest form, yes. You have some nerve not being who I expected.
5: I'll be off with you before I get cross. But we've got to tell you about the asteroid. Asteroid? Oh, uh, <laughs> what
8: Asteroid. A rogue comet struck an asteroid several weeks ago and a large chunk of it is heading for Earth. The doctor here wants to get a good look at it from your telescope.
22: Yes, the city lights of London is no place to track such an object. But out here, well, we heard about your research in your telescope and decided to collaborate with you. Oh, poppycock. The only
5: heavenly bodies someone like you would be interested in are completely earthbound, let me assure you. If there were an asteroid heading for Earth, I
22: would have found it by now. Not necessarily. It's on an odd elliptical orbit that will take it behind the moon shortly, and it will stay there until it's too late. Before we can alert Parliament, we must get some definite information about it.
5: All right, all right. Let's see if we can find your asteroid. If only it will get you to leave me alone. This way. hmm not much movement but enough enough to take to the observatory in the morning all right doctor you win
23: hey there mutiny radio it's arden your favorite late night uh, talk show host of the Night Space uh, Just cutting in here for a second While I do a mic check And systems run through for uh, Short, loud, and opinionated Coming up here at the 8 o'clock hour uh, It's going to be a show featuring myself Alyssa Wisterland, uh Rachel Raphael and James Mora uh, So if you just uh, bear with me here I'm going to run out do a mic check On the old one uh, microphone And uh, try to figure out which mic is hot Which mic is not and also, what it sounds like. Make sure I don't have a bad cable. So just bear with me here, people. All right, this is Mike Chick, Mike Chick, Mike Chick. Chick, check Chick, Mike Chick, Mike Chick, 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 Chick. chick, chick toll, People like to fuck with the cable and it makes the mic go out, but it's not because it's good. Do 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 So we'll be on mic number three. Do 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 running back to the booth. Knocking over chairs is what I do do doo do 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 check one, two, it's working, hooray. Alright. So that's just a little sample of what you'll get tonight. A short loud event it now it's not, it's uh that's just me making silly noises, fill dead air. Alright, I'm headed back to the booth to turn back on that captivating radio play. Uh, if you like radio plays like this one, uh, don't listen to High Time Storytime uh, during The Night Space, Wednesday nights, min- uh, 10 to midnight here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, but if you like crazy made-up nonsense stories, uh, then you'll definitely like High Time Storytime on The Night Space with your host, Arden. That's me, uh, giving you crazy made-up stuff from my high brain. Anyway, uh, stay tuned once again for uh, short, loud, and opinionated. A uh, fantastic showcase of fantastic San Francisco underground comedy talent coming to you hot, hot, hot and ready. Uh, by myself, Arden. That's me. Woo. And Rachel Raphael, who's not here yet, but she should be here momentarily. We're going to be recording this thing seven ways to Sunday. And by that, I mean two ways. I'll be doing it uh, via the recording that we do here in the studio and also via video. So hopefully I'll have this up on YouTube or some such nonsense after this, unless it's terrible, in which case, eh, whatever. Anyway, uh, once again, that showcase coming up here at 8 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, or whatever that is. And, uh, I'm gonna go run back to the booth. I just like hearing my own voice. That's what's going on right now. Here on Muniradio. Mutiny mutinyradio.fm
5: Let's trajectory in the college's computer and see if indeed it's, as you say, heading for Earth. But we've got to be back before 7 p.m. What at 7 p.m.? My class. Class? Yes, class. T.M. Transcendental Meditation. I've got 19 students and they're all counting
22: on me. Oh yes, I almost forgot. You people did have such a fancy for Eastern mysticism in the 70s. Mysticism? <laughs> Sir, I am a scientist. Cambridge taught.
5: This is purely research, I assure you. Of course. I have a couple of spare rooms in my cottage. I suggest you two get some rest, and we'll leave for the university promptly at 11 tomorrow morning.
22: Don't you mean this morning, Professor?
5: Yes, yes.
22: Mark? Come on, the Professor's waiting. Good grief, is it 11 already? Yes, now come on.
5: Come on, come on, get in, we haven't got all morning.
13: Joshua,
21: what was all that racket down the street?
13: What? Oh, uh, Professor Taylor must be all excited about something or other. Took off with two blokes, like a bat out of- Josh? Bristol, Dad? Sheesh. Must have been some friends of his. Looks like they're off to the university. Heard him screaming something about a fantastic find late last night.
21: Someone ought to lock him up. No one in his right mind builds an observatory in the middle of a neighborhood.
13: Hey, Pa, what do you think of my new necklace? It's a media fragment. Cool, huh?
21: Meteor fragment? It isn't radioactive, is it?
13: No, Pop, it's harmless. Space junk. Hi, Dad, did I miss breakfast? Nice of you to wake up this morning.
21: There's still some pancake batter left, and the coffee's hot. Mum went into town for some more.
13: Join me, Dad? Don't mind if I do. I think I'll go study my meditations. Aw, oh, come on, Josh. It's nothing but a bunch of mumbo jumbo. No, it isn't. Professor Taylor said it's research for his next thesis. I'm helping him. Bah! Come on, Jacob.
21: Let's leave him to his chanting. I'm hungry.
15: Professor Taylor, you're early.
5: With reason. Take a look at these. Exactly what
8: am
15: I supposed to be looking at?
8: It's an asteroid on a collision course with
5: Earth.
15: (laughs) (laughs) What? Professor, is this supposed to be some kind of joke?
5: I, I wish it was.
15: You're serious? Well, look for yourself. Why didn't we see this ourselves? It's a big sky. I'll have to call our sister lab in Sydney.
22: Where exactly did you discover this... asteroid? 31.3 degrees north by 15 degrees east. Sydney should have a perfect view of it by now. Yes.
15: Get Daniel Carpenter and Sydney for me. Yes, sir. Asteroid, indeed.
22: It's probably just a smudge on the film. Who are you trying to convince? Us or you? It's no smudge and you know it. An uncharted rogue comet struck an asteroid several weeks ago and a large chunk of it is heading for Earth. We checked and double-checked our findings. And who exactly are you supposed to be? I can be any number of people, my good man. As it happens, I'm the Doctor. Oh, really? Doctor who? Smith. John Smith. I see. Well, Dr.
15: John Smith, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Pope Pius IX. Please to meet you, Your Holiness.
5: I am Professor Caputo on line three.
15: Thank you. Daniel, it's Andrew. Set your telescope to the following coordinates and take two five-minute exposures and then get back to me ASAP. Ready? 31.3 degrees north by 15 degrees east. Got it? Good, thank you. Call me when the pictures are ready. Well, we should know in about 15 minutes, but for your sakes, I hope this is not
22: some sort of practical joke. Leave me, for all our sakes, you'd better hope it is.
13: Mind and body. Relax. Deep breath. Mm. My crystal! It's glowing! I can feel its power. Helping me to focus. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm out of my body. In a higher plane of existence. An astral plane. It's incredible! I can't, I can't tell can't if it's, can't it's another planet, planet
17: or the Earth, Earth, at
13: another time. Joshua! Joshua Kobe!
22: What? what? Who's, Who's there? there? Welcome to the astral plane, Joshua Kobe. I am a of the Hakari.
15: Well, until we have absolute proof... Hello? Daniel, yes. I see. And what were the findings? I see. Then there's no doubt. Thank you, Daniel. Keep tracking the object.
22: And the findings say?
15: There is definitely an object out there. And preliminary estimates indicate that it is on a direct collision course with Earth... He's going to precisely calculate the object's trajectory and call me with an estimated time of impact. And what do we do in the
5: meantime? There's
15: nothing we can do right now. I suggest you go home. I'll call you when I hear anything.
5: Yes, you do that. Come on, Doctor, let's get some air.
22: Hey, we have waited until mankind ready to embark on a bold new height of existence, George. You are the first to contact
15: Wow, this is incredible.
22: It is only the beginning, for upon mankind is the dawning of the Age of Aquarius,
7: and you shall be its new master.
23: Oakland Art Murmur is a coalition of art and cultural venues dedicated to increasing popular awareness of and participation in the arts in Oakland, with an emphasis on visual art. They promote visual art in Oakland through collective marketing and outreach efforts, and our monthly First Friday events, which are open to the public and attended by hundreds of local and visiting art enthusiasts. The First Friday Art Walk has grown to include street performances, one-night-only art installations, activists raising money and awareness for local social service organizations, and political initiatives. For more information about the Oakland Art Murmur, go online at www.oaklandartmurmur.com.
0: This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
15: Daniel, yes. I see. And what were the findings?
0: It's eight o'clock. It's time for PamTastics Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! Yay! Little known fact: Before PamTastics Comedy Clubhouse started existing, there was another show called PamTastics Karaoke. Clubhouse. The real original reason why it's spelled with a K. And people are like, why is it spelled with a K? Because it was Karaoke Clubhouse. And I changed it into Comedy Clubhouse. Because surprisingly, nobody wants to listen to karaoke. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had my my theme was, you don't sing with the radio. You sing on the radio. Fantastic (laughs) karaoke, yeah. Uh, Because I do love karaoke so very, very much. I can prove it to you guys. Um, I got this tattoo way before I started doing comedy, and, uh, let me see if I can take, so this is a, this is, this was my karaoke microphone, and I actually gave my karaoke microphone to my, my tattoo artist, and I said, hey, can you make, and it's like a scale drawing of, of my, So, yeah, so when people are like, oh, look at you, you get a tattoo because you think you're a comedian, and I'm like, fuck you, this is karaoke. I know what my skill set is. I know I'm nothing. I know that the harder that you try, the less you fail at karaoke. Speaking of failing, let's make this work right now. So, David, you just have to bring up submixer four and then the submixer, and this all should work right now. goes out to the they are I don't know. Oh, they're not, they're not giving me the words. on your tell me. Wait, 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 I thought that they, hold on, I thought they were gonna give me the words. This got really fucked up, because I'm like, rub your beaver up and down much. I mean, I know how the song goes, but I thought they were gonna give me the words. I was waiting for the thanks fucking k- karaoke, YouTube you dicks. Uh, Here we go. There's with Adam Sandler lyrics. Here we go, here we go, here we go. (laughs) Oh shit, now this one he's singing. I'm supposed to sing. See now this is about trying to fail. This is, this is, this is, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. I've got to find, I love this song. And if I can find it where it's karaoke and with the lyrics, I mean, I might have to do it from memory and do it with just the instrumental. I, I think I can do it. This is, you this, this is, this is like super, extra special because I'm going to try it. I don't even have the words. Put your arms around me, baby Woo! Can't you see I need you so? Hold me close against your skin Cause I'm about to begin Loving you Spit on your hand and stroke my cug at a medium pain. Play with my balls and tell me how big they are. Honey, rub your beaver up and down my face. Now sit on the corner of the bed and watch me whack off. I'm <laughs> <laughs> something about a have shampoo bottle. I'll stick it up my ass. Push it about your old boyfriend's dick and how big it was. Do karaoke. I can't believe I remembered all the words of that song. I am smarter than I thought. Aha! And they say stoners are dumb. Fuck you! Right? I just did that from memory, and I haven't sung that song in like two years. So fuck you guys, pot makes you dumb. If you know, if pot makes you dumb then, like, I would be a horrible person to hang out with. I'd be, it'd be like, you wouldn't even be able to have a conversation with me. I just, I can't even, I'd be such a pretentious asshole if I didn't, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be so smart that it just, I couldn't even, I'd be like, (laughs) and sorry, I love pot. Uh, Yay! Uh, All right, hey you guys, welcome to the karaoke set and stash, Uh, so here's the way it works. The comedian's gonna come up, their songs are up here on YouTube. If anybody else would like to sing a karaoke song, you're welcome to get into the rotation. We'll put songs in, like, just kind of whisper to me, write it down, and then I'll come up here and type it in. Everything's on YouTube. It's like the best karaoke machine that ever happened. Uh, so what you'll do when you come up here, uh, comedians...
17: Okay.
1: For four minutes and 20 seconds. We're live here in Mutiny Studios. Studio line is open. This is not live, it's on a delay. 55500511. Zero, zero, five, My name is Paul Brumbaugh, and you're on the edge. Uh, not kitten, no kitten, no Brandon, just me and the mistress laying it down. Wait, hold on, that didn't sound right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We said laying it down, not laying down. What? Not to be confused with laying down.
12: Oh, I could lay down too.
1: Yeah. We could do it in a lot of positions. Hey, we're back here on the edge. It's another <laughs> Sunday. Like I said, no one's else is here except for the armed guards at the studio door, as we have every week in case we have, you know, pests that try to come to the door they always shoot first ask questions later uh that's it oh that's it but you know if we're letting it play out we're letting them play the boys play out uh we have a big big show ahead of you so much content yeah it's oozing oozing out
17: Oozing.
1: oozing out that's right get a shot of penicillin it's oozing out that's what it's doing. And I know Mistress right now is just tweeting about the show. I tweet? Well, that's why you're on your phone.
12: Well, I was trying to look up news.
1: You were, oh, I thought you were. My, I a, no, my phone
12: is not very, yeah.
1: Not very friendly? No. It's very and big, though.
12: I didn't think I'd be sitting in this seat today, so I didn't bring my laptop.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm already starting a crazy laugh already. It's hour one and I'm already doing the silly laugh. Um, Yeah, I know. I know you didn't see. You'd think you were to be sitting there. So Brandon Ray's out. He's out on a day in the city.
12: Yeah. Lucky him.
1: Lucky him. Enjoying this beautiful weather we have here in uh, California and the Bay Area. It's looking very beautiful. And then um, Kitten's not enjoying the day. She's a little under the weather.
12: She's owie
1: she's owie she's under the weather yeah so
12: i'm owie too thank god not that owie
1: yeah you're you're owie but not that owie we're all kind of feeling it um so it's the weather change for one it's beautiful it's it's getting really nice outside yesterday last few days have been very hot warm
12: yeah i like that it's kind of windy to, not that i like the wind but the wind kind of with the breeze down a little
1: right i mean like two days ago it was just hot
12: y- yesterday
1: was it yesterday yeah yesterday seems yeah, like two days yeah. ago
12: well Friday was like that too but yesterday was just like uh, okay I don't want to get in my car
1: yeah so yeah I go
12: anywhere. it's too hot my car is black
1: and so it just radiates heat yeah and so no, no no no
12: yeah it's not good
1: definitely not a day for the seat warmers
12: <laughs> no
1: unless you're delivering hot pizza to someone then it's the perfect day yeah. So uh, let me see. What do we have on today's show? Let me see. Let me go look. Um, wow. Um, lots of stuff. <laughs> wow. Do you believe all that stuff that you see on the board that we're going to have? This is the imaginary. This is our imaginary whiteboard for the people that can't see us.
12: <laughs> it's imaginary. <laughs> well, well, it's imaginary to us. <laughs>
1: it's real to you guys. We're looking at all the things. Wow. I don't know how we're going to fit all this in i don't Uh, either i don't because
12: i I don't even know what dino pants
1: is (laughs) yeah you're you're reading your dino pants radio yeah no i I think you're reading too deeply into it no this i mean literally this is imaginary there's a whiteboard there there's not stickers on a wall you're not in a radio station this is actually a programming Ah! room and we're we're looking at all the choices on today's show wow wow lots. Stop! So much stuff. Um, so so much. Yeah, so that's why we let the song I'm on play on. I am I am on sensory overload because it was the power. Speaking on about a, uh, overload, we had a little bit of a, uh, a, a an electrical overload here in San Francisco on Friday. Um, all the power went out. Kaplui, Kaplowey.
12: All of San Francisco?
1: Well, only a hundred. Th- right. Only about hundred thousand of us
12: us you were here yes <laughs> i
1: was here i was feeling every bit of it i was locked in a basement i was up on a i was up on a window washing rig and the uh-uh. power gave out uh-uh. no no yeah no. absolutely i was in an elevator
12: oh, I, i'd rather be in an elevator
1: well the guy transporting spiders yeah, I don't think
12: so. <laughs> no? I wouldn't be in that elevator. <laughs> you wouldn't be in that
1: elevator? Well, you wouldn't know until the power goes out, and you go, man, what do you got in your case since uh-uh. we're sitting here talking for the next six hours?
12: Oh, I don't ask people what they carry with them.
1: <laughs> it says dangerous spiders on the side.
12: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you can tell, she has a little bit of a fear of fi- uh, spiders. of uh, Fires. Spiders. Fires. Spiders. Fire spiders. Yeah. Yeah so anyway no so we lost the power here so uh it crippled the city from a good part of the day um wow these guys have never like uh hung out at my house i lose the power all the time <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah i know i don't pay the bill but it's a different story
23: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but well, yeah, but it was crippling so window
12: washers and everything they were stuck yeah there was there was there
1: was multiple people that were there was like at least one window washing rig and then um they were talking to the elevator and fireman crews that were going around so a lot of them were right around union square for the most part and people were like stuck and so the one guy said he had already rescued like 13 different elevators Mm. i go that's a lucky number
12: (laughs) were they on the 13th floor
1: yeah exactly Of course, it was on Friday the 13th, but it's so
6: No, it wasn't Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm
4: Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Want
0: to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laps, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock em dead! Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free?
15: Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free!
3: <laughs> it's a cash cow, honey. <laughs>
2: If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great, daily ground, sustainable burgers, with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Oh later! Count off her son!
7: You're dead. Man, it's are change like three times throughout <laughs> the course yeah. of that
4: Anything you try
12: has already been done before. And there's nothing, really, you can do about it. So remember to avoid taking risks and to whisper into feathers together in the dark. It's the right thing to do. And viewers like you.
4: When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze, squad to elephant, see? Look
12: on the train with the circus promise. It's intense.
5: Listen to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight. tonight.
2: Shake tonight.
0: Alright folks, as you know... I- as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on MutinyRadio.fm. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips, and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece
15: of paperwork. Man, you should go to JohnStraussLaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket.
0: He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket.
15: Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business. It's personal. Injury.
0: JohnStraussLaw.com
6: They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio. FM has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship I ain't scurvy shit (laughs) face (laughs) McRat.
0: The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30 seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Now brought to you by our generous festival sponsors Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, Frufruhot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Fervor Fervor, and Trina Roderick.
8: Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for Happy Hour Pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for Happy Hour Pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. A Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, I this is the perfect more, place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento.
0: I want it more oh, Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato! I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato! Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato!
23: 2055 Jarrod Avenue.